Welcome to the Truman Charities Podcast, a community of caring. I am Jamie Truman, your host. I'm one of the co-founders of Truman Charities. Our organization has raised over $1 million for several different charities as we share our message of helping others and paying it forward. We plan to continue to educate our audience on the culture of giving. On this podcast, I will interview fellow charity founders, volunteers, sponsors, and other people in the community who will share their stories. You will hear and be inspired by their selflessness and passion for helping others. Welcome to another episode of A Community of Caring. Don't forget to rate and review this podcast for your chance to win a $50 Amazon gift card and my favorite gratitude journal. Please screenshot your review before you hit submit and send it to me via Facebook at Truman Charities or Instagram at Jamie underscore Truman Charities. Now, let me introduce my guest today. She is the Executive Director of the Spirit Club Foundation, Bethany Keener. Bethany, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Of course, I'm so glad you had a few minutes to chat with us today. Now, for individuals that don't know Spirit Club Foundation, can you tell us a little bit about it and your mission? Yeah, Spirit Club Foundation's mission is to make fitness accessible for people with disabilities. And we do that by providing scholarships and grants that help offset the cost of exercise programs. Now, some of your listeners might be familiar with Spirit Club which is an accessible and inclusive gym in Kensington. And that gym was started and still run by Jared Senior. And a few years after he started the gym, Jared teamed up with my predecessor, Steve Allen, to launch the foundation. We're now in our sixth year. We have about 40 active scholarship recipients. And we give right now 11 grants to organizations that are providing exercise programming for between three and 400 people. Now, what drew you to want to become executive director? Well, when I was in my early 20s, I took a volunteer position as a live-in caregiver for two men who had intellectual disabilities. This was my first experience in the disability field, and it really changed the course of my life. I've worked in a variety of nonprofits over the years, and really the most meaningful work that I've done has been within the disability field. I think... um, People with intellectual and developmental disabilities have so much to offer our community, but they're often overlooked or left behind. And my work at Spirit Club Foundation is a way to say to them and to their families that their lives are valuable and worth investing in. Oh, I love that. Now, can you speak a little bit about the barriers individuals with disabilities face when it comes to physical fitness? Yeah, people with disabilities face quite a few barriers when it comes to physical fitness. Many people rely on others for transportation. Facilities might not be accessible for their physical needs. A lot of spaces are loud and can be too stimulating for a person with a sensory processing sensitivity or social anxiety. And there just aren't a lot of trainers equipped to work with them. And of course, the cost can be very prohibitive for people. But I think one of the biggest barriers is that culturally we think of exercise and fitness as a hobby or even a luxury. And in fact, we know that exercise is preventative health care. We know that taking care of our bodies results not just in better physical health, but also better brain functioning, improved mood, and increased satisfaction in our social lives. Now, how does the Spirit Club Foundation eliminate those barriers for these individuals? Our focus right now is on helping offset 
the financial cost of fitness programs through our scholarships and grants. And during the pandemic, we've also provided some technology like tablets and HDMI cables so that people can access virtual programming from the safety of their homes. Now, can you tell the listeners just a little bit about your programs that you offer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, our scholarship program is really how all of this began. It's been the staple since our inception. And recipients of a scholarship can use their, their scholarship fund to work out one-on-one with a personal trainer. They can use it to access classes on demand. They can attend a small group class in person. And new this year, we have started offering scholarships for adaptive swim lessons. Uh, We also provide grants, and particularly during the pandemic, we've increased those grants so that people can access on-demand fitness programming. It's been very popular because groups can meet up and work out together, and it helps them stay motivated and connected to their friends. Now, can you tell us a little bit about what it's like to be one of the participants in one of your group classes? Yeah, so the the in-person group classes which, you know, there are a couple of them going right now. Um, They were all paused during the pandemic, but some of them have started up again. And the offerings vary, but usually include things like yoga, boxing, strength and balance, and Zuba. And the atmosphere is just really welcoming and encouraging. The trainers make it a lot of fun, and the exercises can be adapted to make them more or less challenging. I know a lot of people start off a little bit shy when they go to a new class, And um, what we see is that over time, people start to engage more in the group and over time, you know, they're, they become part of it and they, they have such a sense of pride and accomplishment in what they've done. I love it. It comes like a little community, right? Mm -hmm. So what does the personal training program look like for one of your participants? Yeah. So the beauty of personal training is that it is tailored to the specific needs and goals of each person. And so some people have more limited mobility and need assistance from a trainer to physically move their limbs. Um, Other people might play a game like keeping a balloon in the air to make the movement fun. It can also just be a typical workout that involves a treadmill and weights and burpees and you know, all of the sort of typical things that we would do at a gym. Now, you've talked a little bit about your uh, scholarship program. Can you go a little bit more into detail about that? Yeah. So the scholarships are really geared for people who have been diagnosed with an intellectual or developmental disability. And um, some examples of of that would be like Down syndrome or autism. I think a lot of people have heard of, of those. But the this is a type of disability that's usually present at birth and uniquely affects the trajectory of a person's physical, intellectual, or emotional development. And this type of disability usually affects the nervous system, sensory system, metabolism, or it can be a degenerative disorder. So the scholarships really focus on helping these people pay for fitness programming. And most of the the recipients are adults, but we do have some kids. Our youngest scholarship recipient is five, and she is learning to swim. Oh, that's adorable. I love that. Now, if someone is looking to be a recipient of your one of your scholarships, how do they go about that? What does the process look like? Yeah, so right now, this process is really simple. We are trying to make it accessible, so we don't want to have 
you know, we don't want the scholarship application process to be a barrier in itself. So if people go to our website um, under our work, they can find the link that talks about our scholarships. We have a pretty simple application form. Once that's submitted, we have a review committee that takes a look at it. And we usually make a decision on the scholarships within two weeks. And then people can start using that to, to work out. Now, is there an individual that stands out to you that has really thrived from one of your programs? Yes, we have two brothers who have been using their scholarship to work out with a trainer. The boys are 16 and 10, and the trainer actually meets them at their house because they live pretty far away from the gym. So he meets them and they do things outside. They play basketball. They go to the playground. He takes them hiking. And he's also taken them to the gym and taught them how to use the equipment there, like the treadmill and weights. And when I talked to them on Zoom recently, they told me that when the 10-year-old started, he weighed 212 pounds. So it was really important for him to start getting more movement into his daily routine. And since starting, he's lost 32 pounds. And a 16-year-old told me that he feels a lot stronger and he really likes working out with the trainer. So between the pandemic and some challenges that they've had in their personal life, the boys have had a really tough year, but the trainer has been kind of like a big brother to them. He's been a great male role model that they can talk to about things. And they live with their aunt. She told me recently that the exercise has helped them deal with the stress of the past year. I absolutely love that. Now, can you tell us a little bit, you have a really fun festival coming up. It's the Fitness Festival on October 3rd. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yes, I'm very excited. We are planning to have our fitness festival in person this year. It was virtual last year. Um, So yeah, Sunday, October 3rd from 1 to 4 p.m. It'll be at Spirit Club Gym in Kensington. And over the course of the afternoon, people can try out different uh, fitness classes in 20-minute sessions. We're going to have boxing, yoga, mixed martial arts, a class called Spirited Sam's Workout Jam, and our friends from Zam Dance are going to be there to to do a dance workout. We're also going to have a short award ceremony. I'll start at 2, and that will be honoring some of our scholarship recipients, including the two boys I just told you about. And um, we are super excited and honored that Representative Jamie Raskin will be serving as our Master of Ceremony for the awards. Uh, The event is free and open to anyone. And since it's outside, everybody keep your fingers crossed that we will have some beautiful fall weather. I hope you will. It sounds like a fantastic festival. Now, I know that you said it's open for everyone. Do you have to sign up beforehand? And if so, where do you do that? Yeah, so I'm really encouraging people to sign up to pre-register because it will help us plan. And if you pre-register, you get a little swag bag that includes some free raffle tickets. So if you want to pre-register, there's a link on our website, which is spiritclubfoundation.org. And there's an events tab. And if you just go to the events tab, you'll see all the information about how to register. Now, if any of our listeners are looking to be a sponsor, are you looking for sponsors for your event? And if so, how do they um, go about getting in touch with you? Yes, we are looking for sponsors. The event is a fundraiser. Our goal is to raise $50,000, which will be a big help in our mission to make fitness accessible. And I've been so 
so pleased with the generosity we've seen so far. We have more than $30,000 has already been committed. But if other people are, yeah, it's awesome. If other people are interested in sponsoring or even making a donation of any size, um, you can do that on our website, spiritclubfoundation.org, again, under that events tab. Now, are you looking for any volunteers? We are. Spirit Club Foundation is a very small organization. And so volunteers are essential (laughs) to making, to helping this festival be a success. So we need help tearing up tearing down, setting up people to staff the event, you know, run the raffle and also just be there to help guide people so they know where they're supposed to be. And so if people are interested in in volunteering the day of, again, visit our website. There is a get involved tab and there's a really simple form you can fill out. That'll come directly to me and then I can get in touch and see what ways you um, want to help out and, you know, what time you have available. Now, outside of this event, if there's anybody listening and they really want to get involved in your organization, however, they can't make the fall festival. How does someone go about that? Yeah. One of the ways that people can help is just by spreading the word about what we're doing. You know, we're six years old, so we're still trying to get established in the community and um, really share what we're doing. So that might be sharing what we're doing on social media, just so that people in your network know about it. Uh, could be inviting us to speak about what we're doing with a group you're part of, like a civic organization, a faith community, or book club. I'd love to connect and talk about ways that we can continue to work together as a community to make sure that people with disabilities have access to fitness. Now, for all of the listeners, before I let you go, I have to make sure that you let us all know, what are your social media handles so we can spread the word about this organization and follow all the amazing work that you guys are doing at the Spirit Club Foundation? Yeah, we are on Facebook. So just look for us, Spirit Club Foundation. Our Twitter handle is Spirit Club FND. And our Instagram is Spirit underscore Club underscore Foundation. And you can find us on LinkedIn too. Perfect. Thank you so much, Bethany, for taking the time today to speak with us and telling us about your amazing organization and, of course, your upcoming Fall Festival. And I want to thank all of the listeners for tuning in to another episode of A Community of Caring. Until next time. If you would like to learn more about our organization, please follow us on Facebook at Truman Charities or Instagram at Jamie underscore Truman Charities, or check out our website, trumancharities.com. I hope you enjoyed listening and hearing stories of selflessness and caring. Thank you so much. And I will see you next time.